welcome, Tesla Illusions. It is 2024. Hard to believe that we are just a few months away from this show's five-year anniversary. Five years. Can you... I, I can hardly believe it. I mean, it's a little easier to believe. You know, the past couple years we've been in uh, sort of very uh, infrequent updates. Uh, and, and then even within that, it's kind of like we'll, we'll go several months without an episode. And then we'll do a bunch and then go back on hiatus. And that's kind of the way it goes. And when you get to have a back catalog that's as big as Estrada Illusions, you can kind of get away with that and still find new listeners all across the world. I mean, that's such a... I, can't, I still can't believe it. I still can't believe we chart in countries that I've never even visited, uh, which is a lot of them. I've only been to a few countries. <laughs> but I was just in Curaçao, which is an absolutely lovely country in the Caribbean, very LGBTQ-friendly. Went with my family last year. We went again uh, at a couple, just a couple weeks ago. And... You know, being away from the West Coast for a few weeks when you're in a relationship, especially a relationship, uh, my girlfriend and I just uh, celebrated our three-month anniversary, which, God, you know, it, it's one of those things where three months feels like it, it, it flew by in the blink of an eye, and yet it also, just like five years flew, <laughs> God, it feels like forever. Three months kind of feels like forever in a lot of ways, because it's, it's, I feel so different as a result of this uh, really singular love that I felt. And, you know, when you're when you're just starting a relationship, I mean, you can go back and listen to some of the episodes that we did right at the beginning uh, of, of my relation of my time with this this person, because I kind of I sounded kind of like a maniac right from the get. I don't know. Very. Maybe maniac isn't the best word, but uh I'm sure maybe if you've listened to the show for a while and you just heard me just gushing on and on about how, oh my God, this just feels so good. I just feel so magical and warm and fuzzy. And this this is the meaning of life right here that this 32-year-old transsexual has suddenly just discovered because she went on a date with uh, an older, uh, dyke-leaning, non-Newtonian. Those are her words, not mine. <laughs> If you knew her, they hey, they make a lot of sense. It's a good, uh, it's a maybe a bit of a mouthful, not SEO, uh, prime, not prime for SEO, but <laughs> prime for ITM. That's all that matters. <laughs> so I didn't see my girlfriend for three weeks, and uh, something started to happen, and it didn't feel. It kind of it felt good in like the Catholic I love to suffer way. If you're a follower on Threads, uh, you I made a similar joke about that, but uh, <laughs> it it felt good and it didn't feel good. I started to feel heartsick when I was away from her for a couple weeks because we just have this uh, this relationship that is defined by such intensity straight from the get go. As you can see, you can literally go back and listen to a podcast I recorded the day after our first date. I mean, it was fucking intense. And it's still very intense, but what what I learned, you know, they say absence makes the heart go grow fonder. I mean, after a while, like, you get this sort of, you know, I guess when you're on vacation and you're out with your family and you're drinking, I, I don't drink a ton, and you kind of, like, you know, you're enjoying your time with your family. My family lives on the East Coast, so I don't get a lot of time with them. And I'm somebody in general who really tries super, super, super hard to live in the moment. So it's kind of antithetical for me to be missing people I'm not around because I try to enjoy 
the time that I'm with. I mean, when you transition, life becomes you. You sort of regard life, especially the good moments, as such like an ex not extra gift, but just something that you you didn't necessarily dream of. And I'm gonna try and loop that point back into the uh, overall arc of of this episode later. But uh, you, I don't know. I, I've never really struggled with missing people all that much because you just. Uh, I don't know. There, there is kind of a magic in being alive now that I, I didn't certainly didn't have uh, pre. I don't know. It's maybe it's kind of like a defense mechanism too. If I'm being honest, it's not all like, oh, I don't miss anybody because I'm so good at living the. Am I that good at living the moment? I don't know. I spend as much time doom scrolling on my phone as anybody else, so I, I don't want to put myself on to any kind of pedestal, frankly. But um, the the. The dynamic of missing people has has kind of changed when it comes to my girlfriend because, uh, God, it was just like I I, I would like look at her, I I would I would look at uh, pictures of her on my phone or she'd left a, a t shirt at my place a couple weeks ago that still kind of smells on it smells like her and I mean this sounds weird if you've never done it I I, I think it kind of is a woman thing but. Like, if you've got, like, a dirty shirt that, like, smells like your partner, it, it smells, like, it feels amazing. Like, it, it, it's it's such, like, a comforting feeling to just, you know, especially when you're right out of the shower and you're so conscientious of, like, of, like making sure that you've, like, put, put nice, nice, like, face wash on your face, that you're managing breakouts that happen because of hormones or the fact that you're really should stay out of the sun with your pasty Irish skin, all that stuff. It's so good that you take such good care of your skin that right as you get out of the shower, after too much time in the hot tub, you bury your face in a dirty shirt. Uh, <laughs> that's love right there, though, I guess. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's actually kind of gotten mad at me because I've described how much I've missed her. And, like, yeah, on the plus side, that's a great sign of just how special I think she is and about how much I cherish our time together. And yet she kind of rolls her eyes at me because... I have this habit. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's a joke in some ways. And there's truth. In, I mean, with most jokes, there's some truth involved. But uh, I, I, I have a tendency to when I talk about all of the, you know, the the womanly feelings I get of just, or whether womanly or not, just like like the feel. It's different to fall in love as as a woman than than you know back when you have uh, uh the, the you know pre transition you you get what I'm saying here, uh it's different it's different it, it it's it's so much more kind of intense and like lovey dovey and uh uh it it's great I, I don't mean like I don't mean to say like I regret it but it it like. I, I transitioned in a lot of ways to alleviate gender dysphoria, not to have my emotional matrix uh, resemble that of a teenage girl. And yeah, seven years in transition, I guess, uh, you know, only two years. I mean, lo longtime listeners of the show know this, but I about 10 months into my transition, I uh, entered into a relationship with my ex who used to be on the show all the time. And that was that was four years. So... It wasn't really until five years into HRT that I was single and, like, playing the field again. And more importantly, I guess, learning that... Learning all the ways that my body had changed during transition. Because you, you, you just don't see it because it's so gradual over the course of, like, five years. But also, you're, you're with somebody. So, it's kind of like your transition journey is also fundamentally intertwined with your long-term relationship and you don't you don't get that kind of clarity over what transition has done to me 
and uh, pr practically most of the content of this show of the past two years has kind of been about that journey and that kind of revelation and stuff. But what's really kind of funny is that around this time in January 2022, when I was newly single for the first time in a long time, and not only that, but you know, I, I was at that point, I believe, three years removed from about two years removed. A little bit more than two years removed from bottom surgery. So it's kind of like I got this kind of, Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth, Power Rangers. We've covered Power Rangers. We've had Power Rangers on this show. Part of our, our wide odyssey, but uh, we had to have a reader repulse. It, it, it kind of feel like I was free. And it's like, okay, like, okay, motherfucker, you're... You're 30, you're, you're tw in the twilight of your twinkdom, as I love to call it. Just go out, go out and have fun. But within that, I kind of like said to myself, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to play the field for, I basically said like, I'm going to play the field for two years and hopefully kind of like by the end of that, I'm settled, you know, however that looks. Uh, but, you know, I, I have I have a serious partner at the end of a two-year stretch. And that was kind of like a mock sketch. And I kind of laugh because I'm somebody... I work well, like, having a nice plan to follow. Or, you know, just a, just a loose arc. Like, something to strive for. And it kind of, like, gave myself license to go, be like, Okay, play the field. Have some fun. Learn some things about yourself. Bisex you know, you're bisexual, Ian. You've been in a long-term relationship with a woman. Go, go have fun, go have fun with, you know, two years, honestly, it's probably, it's probably that I said to myself, in two years, you'll be tired of cis men, and you won't want them anymore, and it'll be time, you know, you claim to be bisexual, I've on this podcast claimed many, many times that I'm more attracted to men than women, and yet, I really, deep down, always know that you want to settle down with women there is just it's so much better and it's a it's a much better kind of love you know you don't need like a huge throbbing fatty that i mean it only stays hard for like five minutes anyway so <laughs> no offense to all the men listen i mean if you listen to this show you you know not to take any of this personal um but i said to myself like oh you know two years Two years, I'll play the field, and then, you know, then I will, I'll have, you know, magically found this person that I'm going to settle down with, and, uh, I mean, like, like, I basically got that. <laughs> October of 2023, this person comes in, and, and, and she's honestly, like, uh, if I, I, I think I've probably said this before on other episodes, I've definitely told this to my friends, uh, but... You know, if like if it was Sky, if it was like the beginning of Skyrim or, or Fallout or something, and you were like designing what your partner would look like, and that like I mean, I, I never spend much. It's such a pain in the ass. It's a first person game too. You don't even have I. This we're getting a little aside ourselves. Uh, but the point being, uh, my girlfriend is really like really 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 the person of my dreams. Like if I if I could if I could like write out like what I want out of a person. And, like, how she looks, how she, you know, her personality, her ambitions, her drive. She fills out all of, like, so many of the things that, that I want in somebody that I need help with. Like, just, you know, outgoingness. I, I can be an extrovert. Left to my own devices, I'm very happy to uh, watch a movie and go to bed at 9.30. Because that's just, you know, that's... 
easy to please, I guess. But but I want so much out of life. And having been on this long journey, I am kind of like reminded of that constantly. Like how like, like that I have like ambition and dreams and all these things that I want. I just I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. I want to make something of myself. And I've talked about that a lot here. And I used to kind of talk about it with an aimlessness. I once quoted, you know, a, a minor Duran Duran song off of Rio, Lonely in Your Nightmare, which is a great song. But there was this aloofness that kind of sucked because it's not who I am as a person. It's not. I'm like, I, I don't like feeling sorry for myself. And in this year where we just watch all this bad news happen time and time again to our community... And after a certain, like, like point, you have to kind of, like, say to yourself, like, you get it. Okay, you feel sorry for yourself. All this, like, bad shit happened. Your community got fucked. Okay, you have a point to be upset. Now move the fuck on. <laughs> and I started to do that, like, six months ago, and I felt so much better. I felt so alive again for, for the first time in forever. Awful. Frozen. I guess that's closing in the West End. I re- no, we're not talking about that. Um, I have been on a bit of a theater kick. I mean, okay, like, it's, it's, I'm not spending chunks of my life. Like, you, I spent the first half of, of 2023 licking my wound. I, I, I had some fun. I did go to, I, I did do some fun things. It wasn't all bad. It was some bad. But 20, I could find a, like, sizable amount of chunks of, of, Really, like, the past, you know, year where, where I did, I felt sorry for myself. I didn't think I could make it, and I didn't know what was next. So what did I do? I kind of, like, played the sad music from Charlie Brown and, and wallowed in my misery and, and did sappy podcast episodes that were horrible to listen to. And I don't know why this show charts in places, because it's like, you know, are you not— and who could be entertained by uh, something as stupid as that? And not that this is that much better, frankly, but— <laughs> Um, point being, I've put in a lot of work in myself in the past, uh, really eight years, uh, since, since, I guess, 2015. I'm not sure if I'm doing math. Maybe nine, yeah, uh, eight or nine years that, you know, when I first, like, I, I knew for so long that I had to transition, then I had to build up to, okay, you know you have to, now you gotta start taking steps, now you gotta take more steps, and you gotta take, take more steps and more steps and more steps, and eventually, you're not taking, like, steps to transition, you're, you're, you're taking steps to become the person that you wanna be after transition, the woman that you wanna be, and, and, and learning all of the things, all the gifts that transition gives you, and all, all of the ways that your body is enhanced, like your emotions, and, and all your stuff, and, and not only that, but your confidence, your psyche, your mental health, everything just gets better, and then, and then you get to be better, you get to, you know, you get to be best, as Melania Trump might say, <laughs> and I guess, like, this sort of euphoric feeling that, uh, so I got back uh, a week ago, which we'll say, because a lot of people will listen to this well after we've recorded it. I got back on the 15th. I got back on the 14th, actually, uh, of January. This is really not that important. So I was back for a couple days, saw my buddies. And then on Wednesday, so a couple days after I got back, I spent three plus days, uh, not not actually playing house, but I was working from my girlfriend's house. And I was with her a lot. And 
for for there were so many points in the three weeks that we were apart where all I could think about was just like that moment where I got to kind of uh you know she's a little bit taller than me so I get to like rest my cheek in like her shoulder and and I, I guess people who are no we're not gonna lose the semantics there <laughs> just like just 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 like just feel her again and and, and hug her and and like see the smile and and she's just got the best eyes on the planet earth and uh just just absorb that and and, and remind myself of just how good that feels about how you know she lives on a she lives she lives in east la uh on, on a mountain so uh you know you you, you the metaphor lends itself well you feel like a mountain when you're with her and it's just so exciting and as i like joked about how awful it was to miss her and about all these like hormones uh driving me out they're driving me crazy i mean your your hormones that's something that that one of the great like one of the great points of advocacy that i like to do on behalf of just the broader trans community is like yeah we don't we we shed one you know when you medically transition you shed one shitty hormonal matrix and you get another it's not like it's not like the second one is all wine and roses and you you although those both of those things make you cry and <laughs> it's not like at that point you know everything's like totally fine no i mean I'm constantly at odds with how easy I cry over sappy, stupid shit. I've told this, I've told this story before, and I made fun of it in my comedy album, Confessions from My New Vagina. <laughs> Not so new anymore. <laughs> uh, there was a guy like six months into my. Maybe not even, but maybe like four to five months. This is, again, really not the point. Uh, so I'm at a party, and it's a grad school buddy who hosted it, and there's this guy who's like thrown up outside on the balcony, and he comes in and normally i'd be like i'd look at that guy and be like you know fuck that like i don't care about him um but i was like you know i was comforting him i was rubbing his back got him some water i'm not sure he wanted the transsexual to comfort him he was probably too drunk to even know what my gender identity he did not ask for my pronouns that's for sure <laughs> but then like later i'm like why the fuck did i care about that guy why did I want to help him? And we can frankly, I think the only culprit here is the estrogen. I was not attracted to him at all. I felt a need to help somebody else. That's annoying. That's an annoying thing to happen. That's an annoying feeling. Some people could say, oh, that's nice, Ian. I don't want to be nice. I want to be happy. <sighs> not that I want to be unnice, but guy throwing up because he drank too much. Really got to say that that I'm I'm okay with that not being my problem. But apparently I'm not, and uh, I was kind of not okay with missing my girlfriend. It, this sounds like lunatic, like 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 you must think I'm a lunatic that I am upset that I missed my girlfriend. But um, I think what I was really doing was grappling with the idea that I'm getting the things that I want out of life, and not 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 that I'm like afraid of uh, you know that I'm trying to be my own worst enemy it's it's not a case of self sabotage but it's like a realization that like okay you went on this long ass journey that in a lot of ways felt like it was never going to end and you worked on yourself for a long time and and you know you you achieved some highs and you achieved some lows yeah there's some great achievements there um and <laughs> You work at it. You work at it. You put in the work. And I guess what I'm like trying to come to terms with is that I'm getting some of the things that I want. That 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 
the idea of like loving someone so much that you miss them when they're not there, that when your heart throbs and it stops throbbing, when you look at their picture or you hear their voice on the phone or you bury your nice, nice, freshly clean face into a dirty shirt that they wore a month ago. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, I... I guess maybe I describe these feelings to people and they're just kind of like, that. that's normal. You know, you talk about this with cis people. Talk about, I mean, it's weird because they're, they're really not the best case of advice. A lot of this is, is sort of queer euphoria. You know, the idea of being a queer person in a happy adult queer relationship. Uh, none of us, none of us, maybe very, very few of us, but most of us, none of us, let's just say that a hundred more times, that's really useful, uh, we didn't think that this was going to happen growing up. We were told it wasn't. We were told we were freaks. We were told, I was called so many names growing up. And uh, you think it's not going to happen for me. It's going to pass me by. I'll be old and I'll see the younger generation finally get it. I'll be Moses cast out. You know, he expressed minor annoyance after 40 years in the in the desert and he put his staff on he banged a rock, and God was like, guess what, dude? You are not. Let's, let's get one thing clear, dude. Joshua is going to lead them into the promised land. Not you, Moses. You will stay and die. <laughs> you know, the, the past two years for me, really both in a career and a personal, and, you know, the nature of my being a content creator, a lot of times professional and personal kind of operate in tandem. A lot of my life becomes content. Life is content, as I tell people people get really mad at me when I, I repeat one of my favorite things to tell people. But, I mean, it's true. If you... It's not true. It's not true at all. But if, in theory, <laughs> if you get likes, then you are liked. And if you don't get likes, if you do not get likes, then I hate to tell you, you are not liked. That's not true. But when I'm out, when I'm out with friends and they annoy me, of like, you spend too much time on social media... And I say, well, guess what? I get likes, and that's just what life is measured by. <laughs> that's how. That's how you know. Like you have a number, and it says you are liked this amount. <laughs> that is not one hundred percent not true, except in a few ways in which it would be true. But we'll just use one hundred percent. I'm not. I have a master's in English literature. I'm not a mathematician. I do know that I'm in love. <laughs> sure, it's only been three months. Let's let's not. Lose sight of that. Although, like, weighted scale, okay, lesbian love, three months. That's that's basically like a year. So I'm really ahead of, you know, I said two years. Really, I wanted, when I had my breakup, I wanted two years. I wanted by the end of two years to be in a relationship that, that had legs, that, that where, I could, where I could build a foundation. And, God, I mean, you live your life so, like, uh, not with a sense of like defeatism, but just, 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 you know how the world works. The world isn't kind to our people. The world is not kind to trans people. It's barely very kind to queer people. And yet here I am with a person who literally like really does feel like she was just like yanked out of like uh, my dreams of a perfect life. And, and, uh, I would never use the word like delivered to me, but I mean, it, it's 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 been a saga to get to where we are <laughs> an epic an epic tale uh but it 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 
I, I, I think, I think, I think as I was away from her for three weeks and, you know, as, as I'm, as I just, you know, I'm, it's been, uh, two days since, since I saw her last and, uh, we, we, we spent four hours talking on the phone yesterday. These are, you know, these are the obvious makings of, of somebody who's, who's smitten with, really we're smitten with each other. I, I can't speak for her, but <laughs> I think that's probably accurate. Uh, God, it feels fucking good. It feels so fucking good to, like, to... It feels, like, I, I said this to her yesterday, and I've been thinking a lot about it ever since. Um, I described her as really my, the first love of, of my post-transition era. And I get so defensive about, you know, when my transition started and also when it stopped. Because there's nothing I hate more than, you know, I, I, I transitioned so long ago. How long have you been transitioning? And then you say to them, at what point does the transition stop? And I just start being a fucking woman. Do you have an answer to that question? Because seriously, I, I like, I'm out of milestones. I'm out of milestones. Transition stopped a long time ago. And yet I do kind of find myself returning back to that term and kind of like thinking, okay, I think that, I think, I, I think that this is the love that I, that, that I've, I've trudged through all this mud and dirt over the years to get to. And it's not. It, it's also on a career front too, because I, I can't really talk about uh, the exact specifics of, of what's going on on that front. But uh, these are in tandem. I'm I, I, I'm in a spot right now where a lot of things are going well, and you can't like you can be terrified of it all kind of going to shit because it does go to shit sometimes. But what you can't do is lose sight of the fact that, like. God, I'm 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 in the middle of 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 a stretch of life where I, I I hope I never forget how good it feels to be alive right now. Even as <laughs> I'm like stressed out with with some some aspects of work and uh you know there's 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 obviously anxiety natural anxieties and everything else. It's it I'm not looking at a completely perfect picture, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And yet at the same time, my heart is so full with all the things that I guess I never thought that I'd actually have. Even even as I, ha you know, in, in prior lives and, and you know, uh, I get I get a lot of affection from the world. People are, not everybody's nice to me, but... You know, when you're a content creator, when, when you have a 100,000 follower platform, you get people on a not irregular basis who just, you know, take the time to say, you know, Ian, thank you. You've really, like, you're one of the best parts of my day. Or, you know, when I'm feeling sad, I read your old posts. Or, you know, just, 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 people say, like, you know, they, they talk to their, their parents. You get all sorts. They say they dream about you. That one's kind of weird. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess I I I maybe I'm okay with with how sort of like teary eyed I get when I talk about this stuff. I mean, I got teary eyed when we did the small one Christmas episode. Uh, it happens. I I'm an emotional person, but I think maybe I'm an emotional. I think maybe I'm okay with being an emotional person because. I feel like I'm finally getting rewarded for that. It's not like I, I it's not like I haven't in the past, but uh you know, if you build it, they will come. If you transition, it's not the end of the world. And and you know, <laughs> life changes, but life gets so much better. 
And if you're if if you don't let you know you know, when I was when I was in Curacao uh, a couple times, one of the big ways, one of the downsides of, of having a big Facebook following is that uh, people forget that Facebook's not a boomer platform. There's a lot of younger people on it. A lot. The reason that there's a lot of younger people is like stuff like groups. Like it's it's still a great if you're if you're in like a group for things or you're in a club or something. Uh, it's a great way to keep in touch with a lot of people and to to share that kind of stuff. There's a lot of benefits to Facebook and. I don't. I don't say that because I. Have, I do say that because I've. If I wouldn't be there if I didn't have a big following there. <laughs> but uh, point being, one of the downsides is that that the anti-trans people there. It's very easy for them to organize via groups because they can share like a post of yours to a group and say like, "Get him, get him," and and there's a dog pile that comes and often it's like a couple hundred people and that happened while I was in Curacao and it's kind of annoying at meal times to just be going through and blocking those people and yeah you could say well why don't you ignore them well if you if you don't delete them then your own followers attack them and then it's a big thing that people get uncomfortable by so that there are and, and all of that's to say there's not like easy answers to that and i don't bring that up to be like oh woe is me woe is me but i get these like insane life highs even as I'm like, the, not a day goes by when I'm not reminded of sort of that there's a base ugliness in, in a lot of the world, but it's a small, I mean, it, it is obviously a small percentage of the general public, but it almost wouldn't even have to be because the love in my life is is so fulfilling and enriching right now. And I guess I guess, you know, as we start to wrap up here, it took me it took me a long time to get here but I played the long game and I played the long game in a lot of like my literary career uh, my romantic life uh, I've never worried about the short-term gains I've worried about you know being you know staying true to my character and and being a consistent thoughtful I'm a weird person I, I mean you can't listen to this kind of episode and not think like there are some screws loose with the one that they call ITM. And <laughs> that's certainly kind of the, uh, do I, that was something that as a child I was insecure about all the time, you know, when people would pick on me and they're like, why are you so weird? And it's like, I literally can't help it. Uh, but, uh, you know, with transition and, and everything, uh, there will be a large portion of the world that still just thinks like, oh boy, what a fucking lunatic. Like they're a pervert, psycho, all sorts of things, all sorts of horrible things. There's people out there that will always think that. And... I can't do anything about that. I don't want to do anything about that. I just want to, like, you know, all the shit that's thrown at you. I want to surround myself with people who enrich me and uh, add so much meaning to my life. And vice versa, because I have so much love to give. And I, I really think I have so much to offer. And uh, I, I've, I've gotten that lately. I... Uh, it's it's been magical. It's been, I think I I I've had my faith in in humanity reaffirmed so many times in the past few months that it's uh, you know, you play the long game, things work out. Transition is such like a bleak journey a lot of the time that that has scattered victories amid shitstorms and uh, you know, there's so many people out there that had it way worse than I did too, and. I guess all I can say is, you know, if you put in the work, if you if you truly commit yourself to to 
seeking the life that you want that's going to fulfill you. It's going to take a while. It's not going to be an easy road to get there, but you can get there. And I don't say that even as somebody who has gotten there. There's still so much I have to accomplish and achieve before I'm like, you know, in, in a position where I could say, yeah, my, I, I've, I've set up my life really well. I'm still very much in the setting up stage. Very, very much in that stage. And so, I, I you know, I can only speak for somebody who has come this far. But uh, I, I feel like I feel like it has been a long journey, and it's been a rewarding journey. And I, I, I feel very, I feel extremely validated for a lot of the choices I made. And, uh, you know, you, you take that time and you spend like your your capital and stuff building a foundation for yourself to like to 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 be somebody who can go out in the world with open arms and and try to you know bring a lot of love into the equation you're not going to get it all back in equal sun but you'll get a lot of it back and uh actually i just said that i know i've said that and i know i said that at least one other show i'm not sure how true that is because i feel so loved right now i'm not sure it equals the love that I, i don't know I'm not good at math, so I can't necessarily like quantify it, but I'm at the point where I don't want to. Uh, I feel really, 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 really good. And if all this episode was was just kind of a uh, an, a reaffirmment of trans joy, I mean, so be it. We we've we've had a we've had a rough go of it, <laughs> and with the with the way the presidential race is setting up, uh, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough road uh, ahead for a lot of us, uh, at least on a national stage, and uh, and. You know, state legislatures are continuing to target people. I don't want to sound like a Pollyannish. There's, there's, there's a lot of war left to fight. But guess what, people? It's worth fighting. There's no. What's the alternative? I mean, curl up in a ball. No. Let's let's ride out and uh, meet the world. And uh, you know, you do that. You do that. You show confidence. You show that you're not afraid. Or if you are afraid, that that you're not gonna let that. You're not gonna let that get you down. You're gonna. If it does get you down, you'll stand back up and you'll keep on keep on with the fight. So, I don't know. <laughs> that's 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 uh that's about all the advice I have from a, a transsexual in love, and it feels so good. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It really is. But uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>